All right. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Hello. Yeah, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> all right. I didn't know if I was all of a sudden by myself here. I got Julia to my right. <laughs> Julia, how are you doing? Good. Good. I got Tom on the screen. And uh, some of you may recognize Tom was on before, and so was Julia a couple weeks ago on a Wednesday night. And wow, what a wild day today, wouldn't you say, in the U.S. Capitol? That's yeah. putting it mildly. Yeah, that's one way to say it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one way to say it. Before we get started in the discussion, um, I just want to play just a quick video, if, if, if it's okay with you guys. All right, we do want to bring you some breaking news right now. The woman who was shot and killed inside the U.S. Capitol today during the riots was actually from San Diego. KUSI, we have spoken with her husband, and he tells us Ashley Babbitt, that's her name. She was a 14-year veteran. She served four tours with the U.S. Air Force and was a high-level security officer throughout her time in service. Her husband says she was a strong supporter of President Trump and was a great patriot to all who knew her. Metropolitan Police Department say an investigation continues right now into her death. KUSI sends our condolences to her family and to all who knew her. All right. So Ashley Babbitt was her name. Uh, she was a 14-year veteran with the Air Force, had four tours overseas, and... Uh, gunned down today inside the U.S. Capitol. She was not armed. She was behind a locked door. And a cop put a bullet right through her neck. How do you react to that? Has any footage come out about the, the show, the actual incident? Yeah, I have the footage. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Have you seen it, Tom? Yeah. Talking about the, uh, the the shooter up on the platform. Well, they just show the uh, they show her oh. being shot. Oh. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, people just kind of trying to come to her rescue. More, more so the uh, the protesters than the law enforcement. And listen, I'm I'm not here to bash law enforcement. You know, um, but it's. The whole thing is twisted, right? I mean, we've had eight, nine months of the, the country burning down because of a cop who knelt on a guy's neck. And it seems like nobody is really outraged about what happened. It's almost like they're trying to blame her. She was simply in a government building. Yeah, maybe she wasn't in there because she didn't. She wasn't part of a, you know, a guided tour in the Capitol. But she certainly wasn't a threat to anyone. I think we've been talking. Hey, why take that one shot? Yeah, why? There, there were no other shots fired. Obviously, they didn't feel like they were threatened in any way. No, there were Otherwise, armed there were cops no in the room with her. There were armed cops yeah. in the in the hallway with her when she took the bullet to the throat. I have the coverage. It's so if you're watching, it's it's kind of a sensitive thing. But uh, just be prepared. It's kind of rough. Oh, 
shoot her. Yo, there's an active shooter here. Get her down. So there you go. You could see the police officers that were in the background and holding guns. and. Mm-hmm. So they were in there with her when she got gunned down. I, I don't necessarily understand, you know, what actually happened there. I always like to see. Well, the I had seen right the, uh, What's that? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I always oh, like yeah. to see the footage right before it happened. Yeah. You know, tells more of the story. Yeah, I, I've seen a, a similar video, but the uh, it was more extended and kind of showing somebody up on a, a balcony area kind of looking over before and after and then kind of disappearing behind that balcony. Ah, so, so it, it was an officer, correct? That you couldn't see. Basically all you could, all you could see was the, uh, the head silhouette of the individual on the, uh, on the balcony level. It looked like he was holding something over the balcony rail that appeared to be like a, a rifle of some kind, uh, but you couldn't see a uniform. From what I saw. And, and at this point, you know, I think the one thing we have to be really careful of right now mm-hmm. is what are we seeing that is real? Oh, amen, man. Yeah. I, we were talking, mm-hmm. I was talking to Julia off air before the show. And that's the whole thing. Who do you trust? What do you, tr- what? And we talked about this the other day, Tom, when you were on. Mm-hmm. Is there a media source that, like a national media source that you trust that you can go to and feel confident you're getting the correct information? Yeah. And again, today I can say with, with full honesty, absolutely not. There is no one media source that you can trust for just the news and not their spin on the news, just the news to present the fact so that you can make up your own mind. Now there was and a young man. Me, oh, go ahead. I, t- I tell my friends all the time, you know, I'm a very conservative person, mm-hmm. you know, so obviously, you know, used to watch, watch programs like Fox News and things like that, because I wanted to see the news presented in a way that, you know, spoke to me. But at the same time, you also have to watch the other news stations. You have to see how that information is being presented to others. You cannot just take one news source and take that as fact. I tell all my friends, watch everything you can, every little bit you can, then make up your own mind. Don't be spun by how they're spinning the narrative. No, and, uh, and you're right, and that, that actually helps you understand where the other side is coming from, too, because uh, for a short period of time, uh, I was trying to uh, be fiscally conservative, so I canceled, like, a lot of my, uh, my DISH network. I was like, you know what, I don't need all this crap. Well, I didn't know it, but I canceled Fox News as well. Mm. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm, the only station I had was CNN, so I watched CNN for a month, dude. And I forced myself and it was like I was living in two different universes. Right. So is that why you wear the hat now from pulling out all your hair? So oh, you to... Well, this is actually uh, <laughs> the Espinosa group. They're actually a sponsor and we'll, uh, yeah. So good shout out, good little uh, transition into the, the sponsor there. But yeah, no, I felt like I was living in a, like a, you know, a different world. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Katie says, yikes. Uh, let's see what she says here. It's so disappointing you can't watch news without their twist on it. No, that's so right. And yeah. so I had to, I I told my wife, I said, listen, I said, I know it's going to be another $10 a month, but I got to get Fox News back. And it, it was before the election, so I was still, you know, somewhat 
tuning into Fox. Right. And uh, man, and it's just like there was, you know, Fox News was kind of a, uh, they were they were kind of a positive network, and they have a couple jokers over there at the time, you know, that that were anti-Trump and everything. But you would watch Fox News, and you felt like the world was in okay shape. And then you would turn on CNN, and you were either going to die from COVID or Trump was, you know, he was going to kill you because you're a minority. Literally, that's right. that was their message. Their message was COVID is going to kill you. Trump doesn't care if you die from COVID, and especially if you're a person of color. And I, I was like, wait, what? you know, I can't, I can't, because they're lying to people. You know, and, but you do, you're right. You do have to kind of watch both or multiple sources so that you kind of get an idea. Because when you talk to somebody that's on the hard left, you understand why they believe what they believe because they're being fed this nonsense. Oh, absolutely. And as soon as you try to bring up any other type of news source, if it didn't come from CS, uh, CNN or CSNBC, then it's not true. It, it, it's a it's a false story. It never really happened. Right. Unless it comes from one of those two. Even after all the hundreds of hours of tapes that Project Veritas released, listening to CNN's morning meetings was, and I didn't listen to all of them, but I listened to at least three or four hours of them, and just to listen to the entirety of several of them. And I, I used to be a project manager, and I, I was in morning meetings every single morning. I get the gist of those kind of morning meetings. Oh, they're and brutal, aren't they? Yes. <laughs> And they are, they were literally figuring out how to spin leftist propaganda. And now we've got leftist propaganda and we've got right-wing propaganda and our media has absolutely disappeared. Yeah, yeah. There, there's no, there's no media anymore. It's just about one side or the other. Right. right. It's who do you want to watch that agrees with you? Yeah, exactly. Right. You want you tune in for your daily affirmation, right? Right, right. With Stuart Smalley. But they're pitching <laughs> two completely different existences. Yeah. Like, mm. you listen to the two of them, and I'm like, are you talking about the same country? <laughs> what are, like, are we talking about the same virus? Like, I don't understand how I've entered a Dr. Seuss book, and, like, things are upside down. yeah. No, it's so true. So we do have, I do have video of the kid. Uh, he was a witness. He was actually there when the girl was shot in the head. And he does say that there was an officer who was telling her to get back from the door, get back from the door. And people were actually walking up. According to him, I'll let him tell the story and then we can talk about it. Can you just start with your first and last name and where you're from? Yeah, I'm Thomas Barani from New Jersey. Can you show us your hand? Yeah. How did you get that on your hand? Well, we had uh, stormed into the, the chambers inside, and there was a young lady who rushed through the windows. A number of police and Secret Service were saying, get back, get down, get out of the way. She didn't heed the call, and as we kind of raced up to grab people and pull them back, they shot her in the neck, and she fell back on me and started saying she was fine, it's cool. And then she started kind of like moving weird, and blood was coming out of her mouth and neck and nose, and I don't know if she's alive or dead anymore. And how did you get back out of the building? Uh, riot, riot police came in and started ushering us out with their, their sticks. Where stuff. did you enter the building and where did you exit? Other side with the scaffolding. We tore through the scaffolding through flashbangs and tear gas. 
and glitched our way in through all the chambers, just trying to get, get into Congress or whoever we could get into and tell them that we need some kind of investigation into this. Anyway, the rest of that's kind of nonsense. But so there you go. I mean, so was he really there? I don't know. He's got blood on his hands. Not very much if he was right there next to a woman that just got shot in their neck. That's what I was thinking, actually. Yeah. He wasn't too close. If you watch that video again, (laughs) we really don't need to, but if you watch that video again, what door was she next to? There were other people in front of her. There were other people to behind her. There were other people to the side. Why was she the threat? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Why was she the target? I don't know. I don't understand why she would I have a hard time believing that story. Now, if it's true, I don't know. I have a hard time believing it. Right. Hmm. As far as her, you don't think she was shot or you think she was shot by? Oh, no, I believe she was shot. I mean, you've got, you've got the video. We've got, we've got a woman dead, a, a patriot dead. You know, as far as him, you know, they were being told to get back, get back. I mean, you could see the first couple seconds, before the shot, did you really hear anybody yelling, get back, get back? Was anybody a threat? Was anybody still rushing at that point? The video that you showed doesn't show that. Yeah, and you know, that's right. Like Julia said, they're talking about rushing through flashbangs and other things like this. I've also seen a video today where the DC police are letting them through the barricades. I have that. Yo. Know, so <laughs> I, I mean, the, the whole damn thing is fishy. It, it, it makes no sense to me. And, you know, I, I have to, in the, you know, I hope I'm not going off on a rant here. No. I want to know what the objective of rushing the Capitol today was. And I, I want to know for sure, because there's all kinds of stuff, right? Again, who, who do you trust, right? So you, you go to Twitter and you're going to get 500 different stories. But there are people that are saying, and there there's a lot of people that are saying, that as soon as the Trump speech was over and people were being dispersed, mm-hmm. that there were buses multiple buses that pulled in and people just poured out of these buses and stormed the Capitol. Right. Yeah. I've got uh, buddies on Facebook who, I'm sorry. (laughs) No, no, no. My bad. I'm getting, my hands are going all God. Yeah. (laughs) But then the people from the, from the Trump rally who were very, you could watch the video for hours. They were extremely peaceful. Mm -hmm. There were, there was probably a hundred thousand of them. And right. everybody was just standing there, cheering, holding flags. They were extremely peaceful. Then supposedly it ends. These buses pull in. People go and they ransack the Capitol. And then people from the Trump rally walk up to the Capitol, Capitol to kind of just stand outside. Meanwhile, these right. other hoodlums from wherever they came from were the ones that were busting in. That's one of the narratives that's out there. I don't know. Go ahead. What would you hear? Yeah. But, you know, also look at the other. So they took a picture inside the House chambers, right? Yeah. How many people were inside the House chambers? Maybe These freaking six. yahoos. There's some idiot with horns on his freaking head. Yeah. You know, if there were that many people rushing the Capitol, wouldn't there be more people inside the House chambers? And you notice there are pictures of the cameraman standing around taking a picture of this one idiot with horns on his fucking head. Mm-hmm. You know, the cameraman weren't scared for them for their safety. You know, they reconvened. You have these, have these massive Trump supporters who supposedly we hate all media. All media is lying. All media must die. But these cameramen weren't scared. They didn't rush out of the chambers with every other senator. 
<laughs> right. It, it makes no sense. Yeah, the they reconvened tonight, and if this had been any other riot in, that happened in 2020, that room would have been too demolished to reconvene tonight. But they right. reconvened hours ago. Just as soon as they got everybody out and under control and could bring people back in, they reconvened immediately. There was, I didn't, of course we couldn't see the whole room, but I didn't see any damage. I mean, I saw a picture no, and of a guy that sat in a chair. picture of one idiot carrying out some kind of, I don't know, it looked like a podium with some kind of seal on it or, or something like that. They got this one picture. Yeah. Oh, look, they're looting. From that one picture, you're going to cry <laughs> rioting and looting now don't get me wrong i am very i'm not happy with the fact of storming the capitol the way they did or the way it's being portrayed and right. being shown to me because it was not done with an objective so why right why would they want to do this what was their objective going in that's what i want to hear if it's to have your voices heard okay you know but you don't storm the chambers you don't bust down doors or anything like that that is not who we are no you know, that's the other side. Yeah, and that's exactly right. In fact, Trump came out and he said that. He came out and he, he yeah. p- posted a video on Twitter, which was taken down, by the way. Yeah, listen, look at this, okay? This is honest to God, Tom. It says, this tweet is no longer available because it violated Twitter rules. Twice. And then below that, the Twitter the tweet says, I am asking for everyone at the U.S. Capitol to remain peaceful. No violence. Remember, we are the party of law and order. Respect the law and our great men and women in blue. Thank you. And then he posted the video, and Twitter took it down. Mm. Now, like almost immediately, it was unshareable. You couldn't uh, retweet it. You couldn't share it. You couldn't do anything with it. Trump was trying to get the message out to these people to leave and go home, and Jack Dorsey's over on Twitter preventing him from doing it. Right. And they had to do that because no Democratic leadership will go out there and tell their people peacefully protesting to stay peaceful. Don't do this. He even says at the end, it's time to go home. He says, this is not us. He says, it's time to go home. Thank you for your support. Stay peaceful. Respect the Capital City Police. They're on our side, but it's time to go home. Yeah. But they can't post that because no Democratic leadership will ever tell a rioting mob to go home and stay peaceful. Because no. it's not their freaking narrative. No, it's not. In fact, it's the other way around. They tell the police to go home. and Right. And let them do their thing. Let them work out their wiggles. Biden hasn't objected to a riot or protest in a year, and today he chose to speak out against the first protest in yeah. a year because this was an angry mob. Well, when when people right. were finally getting tired, and he was hiding in his basement, and people were ti- finally getting tired of all the riots and everything that was going on in D.C., he finally came out and said something about the violence. But he said it one time. And it was because they were starting to lose popularity. The Democrats were starting yeah, to dig themselves the into a hole. But he didn't right. condemn the rioters. No. He, he just condemned the, the violence, which yeah. everybody on both sides pretty much does. Yeah. But he wouldn't even come out and say con- no. he condemned the violence until it had been a while. And I was, I was looking. I saw an article, Los Angeles Times, earlier. And it said, well, it's a 
Facebook post. An hour ago, they posted, Washington, D.C. resembled a banana republic on Wednesday when a violent mob of radicalized Trump, Donald Trump supporters stormed the U.S. Capitol building during a joint session to confirm President-elect Joe Biden's electoral win in November. So, a couple months ago, they said, Scores of tents have been pitched by activists, homeless people, and hangers-on who have settled in planting a vegetable garden complete with drip irrigation. <laughs> Somebody painted over the sign above East Precinct's front door, so it reads Seattle People Department. It's more been more than two weeks since officers who had guarded the building boarded it up, put away their tear gas, and turned over six city blocks to demonstrators rallying against police brutality and racism. How how was the autonomous zone in Seattle protesters and activists and demonstrators? But today was an angry mob. Well, of course. Right. Even the, the Republicans are coming out and saying they're referring to them as the angry mob. Right. Kevin McCarthy. Right. Yeah. The minority leader of the Republicans came out today and he said he was just so absolutely ashamed of the angry mob. And it's the angry mob that he refers to are the American people that pay his freaking salary. Yeah. At some point, the government has to remember who owns the building. <laughs> right. But they, but you can't, I just can't support them. It's almost like they got too emotional standing outside the building on the steps and a, a handful of people ran through doors, but it wasn't. Yeah, and a, I, you know, I don't mean to be yeah. the conspiracy theorist here because I'm not that type. But there are so many pictures coming out, so much evidence that the majority of these people, especially the ones that were actually in the House chambers, these were not Trump supporters. They were Antifa. Right. You know, it, it's it, it's kind of their mo that we've known. You know, they they put in these antagonists to create a situation that doesn't need to be there. And again, I go back to the picture on that House floor. Had this been a Democrat riot, that entire House chamber would have been filled with all the rioters, yep. everyone in there, chanting, tearing the place up. Mm -hmm. It'd be destroyed. In this instance, we have a picture of, what, two guys in the chambers, three guys in the chambers, and they're basically sitting in the, uh, in the, chairs. In the Speaker of the House chair just taking pictures of each other. They weren't there to support President Trump. They were there for a photo opportunity and to create chaos. That's what it was. And they had, there was like all these important documents laying around and all kinds of stuff. And none of it was touched. Now tell me if they, right. if they were, you know, if they were this angry mob, like you said, it would have been filled with people. The place would have been destroyed. Those papers would have been stolen. All kinds of stuff. It just doesn't make sense to me, man. I No, not at all. It just doesn't. I, I just don't understand it. I don't know. I don't know. But I, you know, I don't like it when people go and they trash things. I've been saying it since this whole thing uh, with with Antifa, you know, has been in Black Lives Matter, have been trashing the entire country. And I've been opposed to that. Uh, so I would be a hypocrite if I said, hey, this was great. Let's do this again. Right. You know, but uh, I don't know. I, I I guess you got to ask yourself why. Why are why is this happening in the first place? I guess I, I don't know what the what the best question or the way to word it is, 
But I think we've got 75, 80 million people that do not trust elections anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, I watched a video from last night. Uh, it was a live video. They recorded the TV live while they were counting uh, down in uh, Georgia. They were counting the election. And the Republican lost 35,000 votes. Like, yeah. it, you know how it switches? It goes from, you know, it keeps updating. The next update, right. his votes went down by 35,000. It's on live TV. And do you think anybody cares about this? Do you think it's being reported on the national news? Do you think, I mean, that should be investigated. And if it's a farce, prove it's a farce. Right. Right. But you've got 75, 80 million people that are seeing this stuff and they're, they're fed up. They're pissed off. They're tired of the GOP being spineless jellyfish and always caving in. They're cowards. Right. And so, so you know, John, that kind of brings up another question. You know, okay, so we just went through a presidential election with so many questions that never got answered. You've already got the American people pissed off. Case in point today in Washington, how many people showed up for this rally? Right. Mm -hmm. Now, you had the Georgia vote last night. We all saw the same thing. You know, they had to stop the vote count again. Come on, guys. Really? You know, you go from one commercial break, one guy's up 70,000, come back from that same commercial break, and the Democrats up by 3,000. Yeah. How does that happen so fast? Now, if the American people are seeing this, more questions need to be asked. What are we talking about more today? Are we talking about the Georgia election today, or are we talking about the rating of the Capitol? The, the Capitol. I mean, they're, they're not talking about the elections at all. No. They needed a distraction. They got one. Man, I'll tell you what. I don't know, man. You know, that because that leads you down the slippery slope of conspiracies. Mm -hmm. But, you know, not all conspiracies are fake. You know, anytime someone says, oh, you know, I don't believe in conspiracies. I say, okay, so Lee Harvey Oswald was the lone shooter. Well, that's different. Oh, is it? Is it really? <laughs> All of a sudden. Everybody's got a conspiracy theory side to them. They they, they want to believe right. one. They they want to believe something, but they're going to pick and choose. Yeah. You know, it, you know. I bring up the, the, the Georgia election from last night, you know, just as, you know, could it be, you know, not like that's why this happened today, but it seems kind of strange. What other Trump protest has ever turned violent in any way? None. Not none that I know of. Now, Melissa asks a question. She, she says, what papers would have been stolen? So uh, I wasn't in the room. I don't know what the papers were, Melissa, but there were stacks of papers on desks all over the place. That's government property. That's like, you know, I'm sure there's important stuff in there. Now, if you were, if you were an anti-government, uh, uh, or you were a pissed off Trump person, wouldn't you at least look at it? Wouldn't you kind of rummage? Like, if that's my mind. If I'm going in there as a, as a hostile, you know, uh, whatever, well, I would be you kind know, of curious. They were certifying the electoral college votes, right? Yeah. So those were the papers certifying the votes with the with the uh, the objections and everything else on them. Why wouldn't you want to take a look at them? Why wouldn't you take them so you could review them later? 
exactly right. That probably has every elector's name on it because you don't know who these electors are. I don't think they ever disclose that, but if it's on there and that's, you know, that's kind of, you know, high, uh, high end government stuff. I would be interested to know what that, what, what it was. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be digging through my backpack, whatever that guy was doing. You know, you see him, he's like, he's on the floor digging through his own backpack. Right. And the other guys up on top of Senator McConnell's chair with his hand in a fist. Who does the fist? Do you do that as a Trump? So I've never seen Trump people doing that. No, no, absolutely not. I don't get it, man. I don't know. I don't know. I'm tired of them calling this whole group Trump supporters because I am not... I mean, I am point. a Trump supporter, but <laughs> a good point. that has nothing to do with why I'm questioning things right now. I mean, it it has something to do with it, but it's, I don't care. I'm not here to root for my candidate. I'm here to root for free elections. Right. And I can live through four years of a president I don't like. I've done it before. I'd do it again. But they just lost my trust. And if I don't trust them, then... I don't respect their leadership. And now they've got 75 or 80 million people that don't think they're a legitimate government, nor that this president is a legitimate president. So they've got a problem a lot bigger than I want Trump in office. It's, it's, um, yeah, exactly. In any relationship, trait trust is destroyed, and you have to earn it back. And they could they could deflate this whole movement by investigating and really being unbelievably transparent about an That's investigation. Exactly. It, it they won't would, even touch the investigation. I mean, in what court of law is a signed affidavit under the penalty of perjury not worth investigating? So what I want to see happen is either you go through and investigate those affidavits or you go through and arrest the people who made them. Right. I just so want figure out, did they lie or did they not? Investigate. And I, I get it. so aggravated at these Democrats who sit there and say, well, there's no proof. There's no proof. There's no proof. There is proof there. Everybody's refusing to look at it. Listen, if there's no Everybody's proof. Everybody's just dismissing it right off the bat without even taking a look at it. That's right. If there's no proof, then let... Hold the hearing and embarrass the hell out of the Republicans. Yeah. Embarrass exactly. them. Right? Because just like a uh, little Schiff, right? He looked like a complete uh, ass clown when it was time to try to uh, to go before the Senate to have Trump impeached because he had no evidence. Right. And the world laughed at him. And we spent $40 million oh. on that. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> And I love the fact that that little shit show can come out there, completely fabricate the transcripts. And then all of a sudden Trump releases the actual transcripts and, oh no, I was just, I was just, it it was just all in fun. I didn't really mean that. I knew he didn't really say that. It was just, it was just acting. Yeah. 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 And And the Democrats, he had the whistleblower. That's fine. That's fine. We didn't believe him in the first place. We really didn't believe Trump said all that. Yeah. They had the Come whistleblower, on, but you weren't allowed to know who the whistleblower was. And right? then they had a second whistleblower and you weren't allowed to know who that second whistleblower was. And then they went from two back to one. The one never showed up. The one never testified. The whole thing was a scam. It was a joke. They looked like idiots. Right. When it was all said. So why not do that to the Republicans? 
if if Giuliani and all these attorneys, they don't have anything, then hold a trial and make them look foolish. Let Exactly. This, right? Why wouldn't they? They had 20-some states that were backing the Texas lawsuit. Just do it. Just go before the Supreme Court. Let the American people know what's out there. Let them know. Now, see, I'm, I'm going to take the other side on that one. I do understand why the Supreme Court did not want to hear that one. And I think that was on Texas in the way they wrote it, is trying to tell another state how they were, how they had to conduct their laws. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, we all know something fishy went down in Pennsylvania. We all know something fishy went down everywhere. But we, uh, one state cannot tell another state how you have to enforce your this, law. This is where I'll disagree with you, Tom. And by the way, Melissa Whitehead said that uh, the electors were disclosed. Okay. I didn't know that. I would still want to go through those papers. Okay. <laughs> You're not going to win this one. I would still want to know what the <laughs> hell was on those desks. Okay. That's just me. I'm, I'm a curious person. Anyway, uh, so here's the thing. In the, uh, in the Constitution of the United States, it states that each state cannot change their voting laws without going through the legislature. That's a federal, it's in the United States Constitution. Now, Texas. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, now Texas, and we can, I don't know if we want to look that up, but Texas, they came out and they said, wait a minute, Pennsylvania violated the Constitution of the United States. So it wasn't, you know, Texas telling Pennsylvania how to do their thing. It was saying, wait a minute, Pennsylvania violated the Constitution. We're suing them because of that, because the, each state has the right to sue another state if they violate the Constitution. Right. And that's yeah. I didn't know it was uh, written out in the Constitution as far as that's concerned. So yeah, I, I and I'm not saying you're wrong or anything like that. I'm going to actually go look that up because I had not heard that aspect of it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you guys can chat. I'll I'll try to see if I can find. It. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, Jennifer, she says, and boy, this she's killing me. She's like, nobody's on my side today. She says, Eric and Laura Trump actually held their fists in the air today at the gathering, just to be fair. Okay. All right. And that's that's fine. You know, so if, I'm sure if, that if lady that, that one side, you know, if, if we're going to try and call out something, by all means, call us when we're wrong, too. Yeah. You know, but I'm that, sure that that lady that was sitting in McConnell's chair was like, yeah, Laura Trump. Right. Or whoever. Was. Yeah. What's her name? Yeah, Laura. She, I don't think she was imitating Eric or Laura Trump. I'm just saying. I know the <laughs> fist thing, and that, that's... Yeah. It, what it's what not does that normal. correlate with? The This. Yeah. What do you? Where do you see this at? Antifa or the Communist Party. And Black Lives Matter. Just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. It's not a, not a traditional thing that you see on the conservative side. Uh, let's see. Trump was calling this scam back in January. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, he was. Yeah, so I'm not going to dig into that, but it's so we can look up at. Well, I'll look that up later and and uh, maybe talk about it tomorrow. But that was the big thing. That was why Texas started that lawsuit in the first place, and that's why he they had twenty some states back them up because, you know, it's like wait a minute, yeah, Pennsylvania violated the Constitution, right? And if I mean, come on. 
See, I knew that they had violated their own state constitution. I thought that was the argument as to whether or not they could be sued for breaking their own state constitution. I didn't know it was in the U.S. Constitution. So, yeah, I, I would love to follow up on this one. Yeah. If, if, it doesn't you, have to be right now. <laughs> well, no, that's okay because I, I'm, I'm very curious and I, I kind of want to know. <coughs> I mean, this is live YouTube. It doesn't, you know, talk amongst yourselves. I don't know. You know, let's uh, let's see what we can find here. You know, either way, it, it makes sense. And I don't know about the, the actual lawsuit and the wording, but it makes sense for other states to turn and look at a state if if it's if it's having if it's got fishy things going on during an election, that impacts all of us. We're we are a mm-hmm. union. I mean, we do all have to be straightforward or it throws the whole thing. So I don't know about that, the specific legal wording in that, you know, that specific case, but I would want every state to be held accountable for fair and transparent elections, you know? So, yeah, and I totally agree. And my argument is only from my understanding of the, of the constitutional aspect of it and why the Supreme court decided not to hear it. Now I am one who the less national government power there is the better. But when it comes to a national election, you know, I, I think this is when it needs to be, you know, because, yes, at this point in the national election, one state can affect another state. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So in this case, I think there should be, you know, a set national election type laws for state elections and things like that. However, you guys want to run them. Fine. But in a national election where your state's going to dictate what my state gets to do in the next four years, yeah, this is where I believe that we should have a standard set of laws. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are going to hate on me for that, you know, giving more power to the national government um, (laughs) because, you know, believe me, I'm not that guy, (laughs) you know. Yeah, I would probably have to dig deep in Google because Google's going to hide everything that's pro conservative, right? But uh, this article says that Texas sued this week to challenge the election results in Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin on the basis that those states implemented pandemic-related changes to election procedures that Texas claimed were illegal and cast into question the election results. So, but it doesn't expand on why they felt, why Texas felt that it was illegal. But that's my understanding is because the, the United States Constitution states that the each individual state has to go in order to change their their election laws has to go through the legislature of that state when this was something that came down as more of a uh, uh, an, an executive order from the governor right and, and you know never had a in, chance from to what go I have read again I could have missed it the, the second part is correct where the state you know you cannot create new voter laws without the state legislature but that's a state uh, a state constitutional thing. I haven't seen it in the U.S. Constitution. Uh, you know, again, I could be wrong. So, you know, know. I, I'd like to continue digging into that because that'd be interesting. And I, you would have just changed my whole stance on that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. So I, I got to dig a little bit deeper into that. You know, I hear bits and pieces of that. And that's the problem. Again, who do you trust? You know what I'm saying? You could watch 15 interviews with 15 different legal scholars and they're going to give you 15 different answers. 
So, oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, most of America now is getting their news based on memes. Yeah, I you know. know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in three sentences on Twitter. Yeah. If the yeah. meme said it, it has to be true. And that goes for both sides on this one, you know. So I see you're wearing uh, what 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 uh, shirt you got on there, Tom? Oh, this is my uh, American Patriot shirt from uh, from Grunt Style. Oh, gotcha. I thought that was uh, I thought that was the uh, uh, you know what I'm talking about the gun one. Oh, <laughs> Jeez, it slipped my mind. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know talking about fast concepts. Fast concepts LLC. Yeah, there you go. Uh, let's see. I'm I'm looking. So in this that I found, it's the elections clause. Uh, I, geez, I mean, this is so wordy, but it says the elections clause is the primary source of constitutional authority to regulate elections for the United States House of Representatives and U.S. Senate. Oh, that's for the Senate. Anyway, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I, I should have done my homework. You know what I'm saying? If anybody, <laughs> maybe someone out there that's listening, maybe you guys know, I'd be curious to hear your input. Uh, I noticed the chat stopped, so maybe they're all trying to find the answer to this, but... Uh, what was the basis of the Texas lawsuit? Uh, but I, I know Texas was trying to sue because they changed their, but, but see, that's where I, I would think that Texas wouldn't interfere if it was each individual state's constitution, because you're going after four or five different states. You're not right. going after one particular state. You're going after a multitude because I understand that all the states follow or fall under the United States Constitution on how election laws have to go because it's a right, because yeah. it's a national election. So right. you know, shouldn't the national election That's laws apply to all states? No, because it was never set out in the Constitution, and anything not set out in the Constitution is given to the states to decide. Hmm. Uh, this is so, when and that's wish... why we have so many different laws for voting. Like here in Arizona, you know, we've had, you know, in-mail voting for several years now. I believe it's like something 20 years, you know, so we went through our growing pains and everything else like that. Now, I'm not saying Arizona did it right by any means. Don't let me. But, you know, other states, they haven't had those, those mail-in voting laws. You know, every state is allowed to run their elections for the state how they want to. Because, you know, again, remember... Technically, within the Constitution, they're not electing the president of the United States. They are electing electoral votes for that state. Yeah, it's I, I don't know. So I guess it was dismissed, dismissed based on lack of standing. And Pennsylvania argued that Texas has not suffered harm simply because it dislikes the result of the election. Um, and nothing in the text history or structure of the constitution support Texas's view that it can dictate the manner in which four other states run their elections. This says article three, section two of the United States constitution limits the jurisdiction of the federal courts to resolving cases and controversies. That same jurisdictional limitation applies to actions sought to be commenced in the court's origi original jurisdiction. 
says to to establish standing, the demanding party must establish a triad of injury, in fact, causation, and redressability. This is a whole lot of words, but it seems like it was because of a, a U.S. Constitution that they uh, article that they were challenging they it, but they dismissed it based on lack of standing. So it says. Uh, the complaint goes into detail describing what happened in each state. Pennsylvania, the complaint, uh, the complaint accuses Pennsylvania Secret- Secretary of State Kathy Buchvar of, among other things, without legislative approval, unilaterally mm-hmm. abrogating Pennsylvania statutes that require signature verification for absentee or mail-in ballots. These changes were not ratified by the Pennsylvania legis- legislature. Right. That is the argument, is That's, that a single person tried to change the, the rules, but it was ah, not here we go. done through the state yeah. legislature. Now, it says here, according to Texas, these amendments to states duly enacted election laws violated the electors clause of the Constitution. Article 2, uh, 1, Clause 2, which vests state legislatures with uh, plenary authority regarding the appointment of presidential electors. In other words, while the state legislatures have the authority to set the rules for presidential elections in their states and thus could have made all of these changes if they had wanted to, other government officials in those states, including judges, did not have the constitutional authority to make these changes. Second, the complaint describes how voters in different parts of these states were treated differently. For example, election officials in Philadelphia and Allegheny County in Pennsylvania set up a cure process for voters in those jurisdictions which, uh, whose absentee ballots did not comply with the state legal requirements. Those non-compliant ballots should have been rejected because the state law does not allow such procedure. Anyway. Right. Yeah. The different uh, the differential treatment says Texas violates the equal protection clause of the Fourteenth Amendment. It cites the Supreme Court's two thousand decisions in Bush versus Gore, which prohibits the use of different differential standards in the treatment and tabulation of ballots within a state. So not only is there constitutional arguments, they're also saying that there was a precedent set by the Supreme Court back in two thousand that applied to this very same situation. Now, all I'm saying is, based on all of this, the Supreme Court should have heard the case. Should have heard it, yeah. And like I said, you just gave me new information. I had not seen that part of it. So, yeah, by all means, if if those standings are true, then absolutely. It should have at least been heard, not just completely dismissed. That's what I'm saying. It goes back to your point earlier, why not embarrass the Republican Party? If we're so full of crap, that's it. we have no leg to stand on. Put it through the ringer, put it through the judicial system, That's right. make us look bad. Yeah, because let me tell you something, CNN and the New York Times and everybody would have had hours and hours and hours of, of tape reels to humiliate Ted Cruz and everybody else that was going to argue that that case. Right. Why wouldn't they do that? No. Yep. So yeah, I'm back on board with you, John. Okay, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I mean, uh, too bad Hiram's not on the call because he knows everything. Right? You know? <laughs> Just kidding, Hiram, if you're watching. Uh, anyway, uh, let's yeah. see what Jen... Well, uh, just that one aside, I mean, there, there were so many other issues brought up from state to state. 
and they just refuse to hear any of them. You yeah. know, I just can't understand why none of them would be heard. And, you know, they say that there's no standings and, you know, the Democrats are going to sit there and say, well, you know, if there was any substantial evidence or anything behind it, you know, they would have heard it. Yeah, whatever. Again, the signed affidavit under penalty of perjury in any court of law is a reason to look into something. Right. Yeah. As far as I know. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so why not at least look into it? And then I want to see if those are upset. See, I can't even talk right now. If those are not real, then those people who committed perjury need to be arrested and really embarrass the Republican Party, right? That's what I'm saying. At least look into it. Yeah, because they're all Republicans that were on those signed affidavits. So if you want to limit or eliminate some Republican voters, all you got to do is throw a felony on them, right? Yeah. By lying exactly. on the affidavits. Yeah. Why wouldn't they just... Why so Either see them through and find out the truth or arrest the people you think are lying. Yeah, and now there was a reporter, too, that came out and said that he was outside the chambers of the SCOTUS, the Supreme Court, while they were discussing it, and someone kept bringing up the fact that the uh, Bush versus Gore precedent, mm-hmm. and they said that uh, Justice Roberts flipped out, and he was like, I don't give a damn about Bush versus Gore, because during Bush versus Gore, there weren't people riding in the streets and burning buildings down. Right. And the reporter was like, oh. So the rioters so Justice, win. They got the- yeah, so Justice Roberts is intimidated by a bunch of thugs. Mm-hmm. And then that got reported, and they did everything they could to squash that. And that reporter's like, hey, I heard what I heard. And then they were like, oh, well, there was nobody outside the chambers at that time. Come on. <laughs> That's how they squashed that. And everybody... Everybody, like uh, all the big uh, constitutional lawyers at the time were saying that the best case that Trump had to overturn the election was the Texas case. It was a solid case. They had uh, a multitude of brilliant minds that were prepared to argue it, including Ted Cruz. He was ready to argue this in front of the the Supreme Court, and they were just assuming it was going to happen. And then Justice Roberts and the the left-wing justices shut it down. And it, it shocked everybody. It even shocked people on the left. They're like, oh, gee, that was easy. Thought we were going <laughs> to, you know, thought they were going to have to defend it. They thought it was going to go to the Supreme Court, and they were worried about it. Right. Now, I have my own theory on that, okay? And I, I don't want to get into conspiracies, but I'm going to throw one out there, okay? Everybody's been talking about Joe Biden or Kamala Harris packing the courts, right? right? If they win the Senate. That was the thing. If the if if the Democrats can take the Senate, they got the House, they got Sleepy Joe at the helm. Now all they need is the Supreme Court and they can rule the world, right? They can usher in the communist utopian society that they have orgasms over. Just thinking about it, right? So that was their thing. But the Supreme Court was going to get in their way, right? So or Trump was going to overturn the election. So Biden, now this is just a theory. Biden gets on the horn. One of his cronies gets on the horn with Justice Roberts and says, hey, listen, you stop all of these cases. You don't hear any of these cases. You just shut them down. Find some stupid legal argument and shut these cases down, and we won't pack the courts. Right. So now we got the Senate. We've got the House. We've got the presidency. Who cares about that? Because the, the 
the Supreme Court's a joke anyway. We know that. Yeah. They've completely lost power of anything. So now they run, you know, they run the uh, the two big the two biggest branches of the government and the Supreme Court is not going to be able to do anything because Justice Roberts isn't going to allow any cases to be heard anyway. That deal was made because they want to preserve the nine justices. They don't want 14 justices up there because then the Republicans, when, if and when they ever gain control back, they'll throw another five up there to lean it the other way. And next thing you know, you're going to have a Supreme Court with 35 people on it. <laughs> and it's not going to be any different than the Senate. Right. And so to preserve that Supreme Court, because that's important to those nine clowns that are up there now, they made a deal. That's in my opinion. I don't see it too far-fetched. I don't think uh, anybody thinks it's new that people in Washington are bought and paid for every single day. I mean, I've always said I never never really got into politics much because – Local politics is one thing, but I always thought, you know, I know that there's so much I don't know that the people in Washington know. I know that there's so much our, our military knows that I'll never know. And I, and I understand the need for confidentiality and, mm-hmm. you know, strategy. So, you know, that's fine. I, I don't need to know all of those things. Um, but it's... I've for a long time wondered if there's anybody in DC that still has an independent mind. I mean, I don't think any politician down to the dog catcher. I think it starts there. I think the corruption starts at that minute level. Oh, I got into local politics and it was an eye opener. The the local, uh, the local towns right where we are and right around us are, run by the good old boy system, by the who knows who system, the, oh, if I do that for you, so-and-so will get mad, and then I won't get as many votes or supports in my next election, so sorry, can't do that. You know, and that's how, that's how it works. You know, the dog catcher shows up. You don't have, your dog doesn't have a license because you don't got the 50 bucks to spend for your dog license, or you just forgot about it, right? The dog catcher shows up and says, you don't have a license. I'm taking your dog. What's the first? Hey, what if I, uh, what if I slip you a, a 20? Oh, I didn't. all right. You have a good night. Right. So it, come on. It happens at that level. I watch, I work, I worked at a, a restaurant and uh, Jennifer don't, let's not give out any secrets here, but I worked at a restaurant and the back of the house was filled full of illegals. Okay. And so, when it was time for uh, the immigration folks to show up, the owner always knew when immigration was coming. He always knew three or four days ahead of time. And guess what? All the illegals were thrown on a Greyhound and shipped into Chinatown in New York City. Until And, and then the uh, few bucks were, I'm sure, passed back and forth. They take it out of the register, hand it to the guy. The immigration guy says, oh, I didn't see anything here. Clean report, no illegals. He leaves right. and goes to the next restaurant, and then the Greyhound bus shows up a couple days later, and all the illegals pour back out and into the back of the house. It happens. I'm telling you. I watched it with my own eyes. Oh, I believe it. Uh, there, there's nothing you can tell me about a politician or anybody in that bureaucratic, anybody with that power. 
once they have that power, they realize what they can do with that power. That they're, they're going to want more of that power. Yeah. You know, there's nothing you could tell me about a politician that I would not believe. Oh, look at this. We got someone from Israel in the room. Hello from Israel. I'm a friend of Jen's. Oh, yeah. Hartzell. Okay. She was telling me that you were going to show up. Thanks for coming in, buddy. Hey. Yeah. Jennifer says, hey, you made it. Uh, George has a good point. $20. You couldn't buy me for 20 bucks. Now, it all depends, George. It all <laughs> depends. You get $20 from 10 people today. You just made 200 bucks. You see what I'm saying? It's not all about that one single $20 bill. And uh, Jen says, because I mentioned her by, by name, because her and I worked at the restaurant together. She says, right, John, we always knew when immigration was coming because we had no bus boys. <laughs> she had to bus her own tables. Factual. And so you can't tell me that the corruption from some knucklehead that works in immigration in Western Pennsylvania or the dog catcher, they keep working their way up the line into Congress and ultimately into the Senate. Those are the same people. You don't, th you think they get cleaner as they go up the chain? Oh, hell no. <laughs> the money just gets bigger. That's right. They just get dirtier, man. They're scumbags. And that's why the people rushed the freaking Senate today in the house was because of that. People are fed right. up with it. And uh, am, am I going to sit here and condone it? No, not when you're breaking in and, you know, people are getting shot and dying and all that type of stuff. Do I, I don't condone that. Do I, do, do I condone thousands of people standing on the steps? Absolutely. Yeah, I do. That absolutely. 1000%. Absolutely right. If people can condone the crazy shit that's been going on in these cities for the past year, then I think I can condone people standing on the steps and uh, kind of giving, you know, a little ration to the uh, the people up there. I have no problem with that. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, that was never the question during any of these other riots and protests. If you're out there protesting, you're making your voice heard, I don't care what the issue is. If you're doing it peaceful, nobody cares. Right. It's fine. We will support you if you feel like, and, you know, I'm sorry if this is going to sound mean. If you're following a, a narrative that I don't believe, but you're out there making your voice heard, that is fine. By all means, that is what America is. That's Go right. out there and make your voice heard. But the second, the second you burn down a building, you smash a window to take property. That's when it becomes against the law. Yeah, you're done. That is not a protest. No. That's a criminal that act. That's a riot. That's exactly right. You know, if you want to chain yourself to a tree up in Oregon, right, and grow, grow your ugly dreadlocks out and smoke a bunch of dope, no offense. <laughs> <laughs> we had a, no, anyway, uh, you don't have dreadlocks. But if you want to act like that and be stupid, and you, you know, but don't block the damn freeways. Don't, you know, right. force people to not be able to get to the hospital or get to work or whatever they got to do. You know, don't smash things. Don't throw fire bombs. Don't, you know, shoot police in the back of the head. Don't kill people in pawn shops. I could, the list could go on and on and on, right? Right. Don't take over six blocks of a major city. Don't do that type of stuff. If you want to protest, protest, that's fine. And I think standing on the Capitol and just showing the fact that there's enough Trump supporters to surround that building is a big ass building to surround that building 
and just stand there waving flags and letting people know and cheering USA, USA, USA. I'm all just for it. Building. It was going up the hill, you know? <laughs> I know. No, it was a beautiful I mean, it sight. Was a freaking yeah. sea. Yeah. It was a beautiful sight. And, you know, that's also something else. You know, what happened if the American people saw just a peaceful protest of Trump supporters in that massive amount? Right. So you can't show the American people that. So now we have to draw the, the attention somewhere else. Exactly. Oh, let's get some people inside the Capitol building. Yeah. And they, because again, I, I still don't see the objective there. I, I, I still don't. And why didn't we see that massive crowd that stormed the Capitol building inside the House chambers? If that whole crowd had stormed the Capitol building, the Capitol building would still be under siege and it yeah. would be destroyed and it it would be a disaster. The minute Trump got right. on TV and on Twitter and said, go home, they dispersed. No. Yeah. So those people were not the maniacs. And Jen has a point here, and I, and I want to play that short video. She says, which goes back to the point that no one should have stormed the doors when the police are standing in front of you, you don't disobey the orders, right? So that was the narrative, that the police were trying to block everybody and everybody ran through the police. Well, let's watch mm -hmm. this video, and you tell me if the people ran through the police. Police are squabbling with protesters. Oh, there we go. And they just reached the Capitol again. The police literally lifted up the barricades. And led them in. And, and led them in. them in. And the guy that's on the... Oh, there they are. They're storming the Capitol again. No. Not one police officer was pushed. No one was yelling in the police officers' faces. They pulled the barricades back. Police and who officers. was the guy already on the inside in civilian clothes doing? He wasn't friends with the guy on TikTok, clearly. Did you see any right. weapons drawn in that group of police officers? Were they in riot gear? They weren't even running. They were like, they were sauntering. No, they turned their yeah. back to the crowd. Yeah. Oh, no, All I mean, the, them... the crowd was sauntering in. Oh, like yeah. they, like, yeah. like it was, you know, New uh, the day after Thanksgiving at, at uh, Walmart. They just like oh. opened the doors right. and people started walking in. But, but, right. And like, like, like Julia pointed out, you know, the police officers turned their backs and started walking with the crowd. They were in no distress whatsoever. They were yeah. not feeling threatened in any way whatsoever. Yeah. What in your military training would make you do that? It, it, I, I can't even imagine military and cops are trained differently, but you guys, all of them are trained to keep can't put your back to the target. You can't, if you're under threat, you right. have your weapon drawn. Like right. I've never been and, trained in the know, military. Sorry, this, uh, that comment just popped up. Well, in their defense, there was 12 of them. And, you know, I'm sorry. Did you see anybody rattling those barricades before they opened them? <laughs> did you see anybody in the police officers faces? Those police officers were not being threatened in any way. Do I need to play it again? It's a short one. I can certainly play it again in case you missed it. Can we? Police are squabbling with protesters. Oh, there we go. No weapons. Backs to the crowd. And they just reached the Capitol again. Can we show a clip yeah. of the Wobbling with protesters. <laughs> yeah. I know. And they just breached the Capitol again. Now, the guy is clearly trying to set a narrative. 
But in Portland, in the middle of the night, as I watched them take heavy equipment to the fence and throw Molotov cocktails over it at the dozen or so police officers trying to defend the federal building, they were... All the news channels said that those were peaceful protesters who just (laughs) wanted in the building, and it's our building, so we should be able to get in the building. CNN was reporting. Nothing is making sense about this. Nothing is making sense. Absolutely. Do you remember the video where CNN, the reporter, is standing? I don't know if he was in Chicago when they were tearing Chicago apart. He's like, oh, they're mostly peaceful, and there's a building on fire behind him. (laughs) You remember? remember? And then Biden came out and said that uh, Antifa is just a state of mind. It's like a mindset. They're they're not real. They're not real. It's just a mindset. It's just a system of beliefs. I mean, honest to God. During a national debate. Yeah, during a national debate. Antifa should be mad. They should be writing, oh, we're not a real person. (laughs) We're not a real organization. They need to go be... uh, You know, riding at uh, Biden's place. <laughs> let, let me throw this question out to you, too, because this has baffled me. They just let go. Uh, there's no charges that are going to be brought against the cop that shot that guy uh, up in, where was it? I don't Jacob. know. Jacob. Jacob. What's his name? Um, yeah. Last name's Jacob. Yeah. So this happened two days ago. No charges brought against him. Not a riot. No, not a riot to be seen anywhere. I bet he was white, wasn't he? <laughs> no, Jacob Blake, right? No. Is that his name? Jacob Blake, yeah, thank you. There you go. Jacob Blake. No, he's a black guy. So he's black? And the cop no. showed up, and he was... This is the guy that was... The cop showed up because the um, the girlfriend called the cops. He had already been physically abusive. The kids were in the car. He was threatening to take the kids. And steal a car. The cops, he was trying to go... To the driver's side of the car, the cops kept telling him to stop. He had been tased repeatedly. The taser didn't work. He was trying to get in the car to leave with those kids in the car. The guy has a history of domestic violence and violence against police officers. Uh They shot him so he could not leave with the kids. And he had a knife on him, by the way. Then he had a knife. And they've got video proof that he had a knife on him when... The narrative was that he was not, uh, he was not armed in any way. He oh, did you see that one with Biden? He's shooting an unarmed man with a knife. <laughs> he literally said that. <laughs> so, but my point is this: there was no rioting. They the news barely mentioned it. There's no charges being brought against these cops, and and nothing happened. And my question is, were they already bust into D.C., the protesters? Were the rioters all ready to go? Because this happened two days ago. There I am, knocking my lamp over again. <laughs> i got to move that little arm's length away. But, uh, you know, so because, listen, these protesters, these violent people, they get bust from city to city to city, and they're paid to do this. This is not a conspiracy. This is factual. Because you see the same people getting arrested in Portland, in Chicago, in Atlanta. They get arrested all over the country. And they just get freed to go out and do it again, over and over and over again. Why were there no protests in the Jacob Blake news? Answer me that. 
There, there were some minor ones, but uh, no, no violence or anything like that. They had already called in the, uh, uh, the police were there to pretty much squash it, but like, it was nothing like we had seen in the past. And that's why it didn't make news because if it had made news or if it had been bigger, if it had been bigger, they could, they could push this narrative for, you know, oh, look, another black man shot. The, the white cops are getting off and, and there, there's no big deal. Or also, if they had pushed that, if they had shown the protests that were going on there, then today's protests would have been like, oh, well, protest for protest, right? <laughs> That's a good point. I, I just don't know. Warrior uh, Z Martinez is in the room. Hello, Warrior. Uh, yeah, so I, we got to pay the bills. I haven't even thought about paying the bills yet. Let's take a <laughs> let's take a couple seconds and uh, run a couple ads here real quick. Give me thirty seconds to talk about the Espinoza Group, a group within the real estate firm in Gilbert, Arizona. Sherry says what many agents don't take into account is that it's not just the house itself that dictates how we go about marketing and selling it. That's why in my career in real estate for over 20 years, I've developed systems, processes, and resources specific to each different situation you might be in. Visit their website at www.azhomesbysherry.com. That's azhomesbysherry, S-H-E-R-I.com. Or you can visit their office at 1521 East Elliott Road, Suite Number 104, Gilbert, Arizona, 85234. Experience the difference. If you're looking for specialized or custom engraved gifts, you've got to check out Nut Tree Designs Company on Etsy. Nut Tree Designs Company offers numerous handcraft items that create long lasting memories made from family heirlooms. Their most popular item is a custom cutting board with family handwritten recipes engraved on them to preserve those long standing delicious favorites. This is not all they can do. So make sure you check out their Etsy store and let your imagination wander. The link to the uh, nut tree designs company will be below this video, or if you're listening to the podcast, it will be in the description of the podcast. Check them out. Nut tree designs company on Etsy. Now back to the show. Give me a moment to talk about one of our sponsors, Grayfeather Farm. Phyllis wrote back on December 22nd, by far the best products I've ever bought. Don't waste your money on drugstore products that don't do what they say they will do. Shipping is always extremely fast. Can't say enough good things. Highly recommend everything Jennifer sells. Guys, February's coming up and you know what that means. It's going to be Valentine's Day soon. So if you missed out on these products for Christmas for that favorite little lady in your life. Make sure you get some for Valentine's Day. Place your orders now. Go to the link below this video or go to saywhatyouwillradio.com. Go to the sponsors area and click Grayfeather Farm. You'll get free shipping anywhere in the United States. Now back to the show. All right, and we're back. Can you hear nice ads? Oh, hey, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. Hey, you know, we do nothing but we're, we're nothing but professional here at the Say What You Will Radio Studios. <laughs> Why is that funny? Anyway, uh, so I had um, I had Trump's. I don't Do you want to watch Trump's video? 
that he posted that uh, apparently Twitter thought was extremely offensive and took down? Yeah, let's see. I like being offended. Here you go. Yeah, <laughs> Be prepared to be offended. I know you're pain. I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened, where they could take it away from all of us, from me, from you, from our country. This was a fraudulent election, but we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel. But go home and go home in peace. That was just... Well, I'm highly offended now. I need to go oh. find my safe space in uh, the coloring book. <laughs> I, you're melting over there, Mr. Snowflake. I can see it. <laughs> now, they literally, Twitter took that down. I'm not kidding you. Here's the uh, the copy of or the picture of his uh, Twitter account, Donald Trump's Twitter account. It says this tweet is no longer available because it violates the Twitter rules. So there you go. Facebook and YouTube actually took it down as well. Oh, they did. Did they? According to the Washington Post. Oh, isn't it nice to know that the Washington Post is such a you know such a just kind of right down the middle of the road newspaper? Give me a break. Right. Yeah, they're they're you know. So I'm going to correct my earlier statement when you asked if there was a news source we could trust anymore. Yeah. Yes, there is. The Washington Post. You know, I, yeah. I have to read them all the time for the facts. It's Yeah. I mean, the Washington Post, New York Times, CNN, I don't know, any one of those three. You know, I'm not going to go over to faux news. Isn't that your favorite thing when liberals say that? Faux news. Right. Right. It's faux news. <laughs> you know, they've been contesting so the election even- for four years. They've contested the election for four years, and they said that the Russians worked, colluded with Trump to steal it. Yeah, we investigated that for years. Yeah, they investigated it. (laughs) They put little shaky shifty up there in front of the the Senate, and he looked like a complete ass. Him and uh, the guy that pulled his pants up to his neck, Jerry Nadler. Nadler. Yeah, Jerry Nadler. And they had not. The guy that shit himself at the podium? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think he sits in for the. Pay- I don't know if I, I should make fun of that or not. I actually felt kind of bad for the guy, but well, <laughs> you know, eventually we'll get there, Tom. You know, you can't trust a fart anymore, but yeah, just you know. <laughs> but uh, I think he sits in for the penguin occasionally. I think he's the. <laughs> I do. I think he's the penguin. <laughs> so does Twitter actually even give you what rule you violated when they do that kind of stuff? Uh, I know for you, I've yeah. been blocked off Facebook many times and, you know, they, they at least say what standard I violated. Did Twitter say what standard that one violated? Well, no, I didn't. It said to learn more, but I didn't bother to click on it because oh, it's yeah. all a bunch of BS anyway. I mean, literally you can go to Twitter and you can search boobs and there's porn all over Twitter. Okay, not that I do it. I just know about it. It's like YouTube. Honest to God, did you know that you can go onto YouTube and you can search, uh, what is it, naked yoga? 
Okay. And I'm not telling anybody to do this. I'm just saying, if you were to do this, you can search naked yoga. Hey, babe, I've got some research to do when the show's over. <laughs> no, but literally it opens up. Okay. Because I saw a, uh, a guy on YouTube that was actually banned from YouTube because he was showing YouTube videos of naked yoga and you open it up and it's literally her her little feminine parts right in your freaking face, like right there. And she's doing yoga. So it's okay. But Trump got for, banned for that video for a message of peace for a message of peace. Well, and I know he said, because we're pissed about the election was stolen and that's the part that's got right. them rubbed the wrong way. But Twitter is full of porn. And that's but not that's a, offensive too. That needs to be banned. That's the freedom of speech. You see, the freedom of whatever they call it. Well, and then Expression. after they reconvened, several of the senators claimed that that video incited violence. Oh, did it? And I still, they said because he's egging the the crowd on about believing conspiracy theories. But mm. I, I, if it's such a conspiracy theory, then just take it and prove. Prove us wrong. They, for right. eight weeks, they've refused to yeah. even discuss it on the the floor, the House or the Senate. The, What's the conspiracy? Right. <laughs> More of them trying to block it, right? Right. I, I don't, I've never been a conspiracy theorist, but I've always been big about questions. You don't learn without questions. If I, if I don't trust something, I'm going to ask some questions. <laughs> George says, hold on, I'll be back. Go to YouTube. I'm telling you. Naked hey, George, yoga. tell me what you find, bud. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, and it's, I mean, look, it's not even left up to your imagination. It's right there. Proudly on display. So I'm just saying. YouTube, you're full of crap. I'll probably get banned for that. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. No, I mean, seriously, now, now that the Democrats are in control of the world, don't you think that they're going to come down on people that, that, can, that are just conservatives? They're just going to ban everybody, don't you think? Because well, we they were talking about the Obama administration and he didn't hold all, all three, um, you know, the, the House Senate and the, and the presidency, you know. Um, you know, we saw that going after uh, conservatives for their taxes and other little smaller things. It just, it, it's really scary to see what's going to happen now. Right. Yeah, because that, that uh, law 230 or whatever it is that is, you know, supposedly YouTube is supposed to, and all social media is required to treat every single channel according, like by the same rules. You can't, mm -hmm. you can't just pick. You can't apply rules to one YouTube channel that you're not applying to another YouTube channel. And right. uh, you can't be an Yeah. And, uh, but they're doing it constantly. So the Republicans were working together to try to get 230 uh, done away with so that they can hold social media companies accountable. Well, of course, they're all in the bag for the Democrats. So the Democrats are, they're going to let them get away with murder now. They don't care. Right. So even the most, uh, the most, uh, I don't know, uh, docile conservative is going to get booted off these channels. 
unless you unless you toe the line, unless you follow the narrative, I think you're going to be silenced, and there's not right. there's no recourse. You know, and we kind of touched on that during the last time we we talked on here. You know, when we're talking about you know how do we as conservatives get together to talk on like you know um, online or churches and bars and things like that because everything's getting banned. You right. know, and I made that comment that. You know, John, I think you're kind of living in a, a dream world if you think we're going to be able to do this much longer and talk online like this, because I think it's all going to be gone soon. Yeah, my you know, friend, the conservative if bear. We're not talking about what they want us to talk about. Yeah, it's gone, and that is communism. We're we're, we're moving past socialism. That's communism. Exactly, dude. It's not good. The conservative bear got booted off Facebook, and he's a yeah, little radical and all that stuff. But come on. <laughs> You know, free speech was written into the Constitution, and and the people on the left, they don't care. They don't care about your freedom. And, you know, you make a good point, like churches and things. You know, they're saying that there's no reason you have to meet during this pandemic because you can meet online. Well, when they take that away from us, then what? Right. You know, I mean, and people are so stupid that they go along with it because— they think, well, if they shut the churches down, they don't care because they're atheists or agnostics or whatever. They don't care if, but they're coming for you next. That's the problem. There's too many people that are still buying the for your safety thing. Exactly. I mean, even right. Pelosi, when she put every, when she started one of the sessions earlier today, she said that people were violating some, some rule of the house floor that was just passed two days ago, um, talking about how many people could be there and masks and whatnot. And I'm like, okay, so you just passed it. And then she finished her spiel about there's too many people ignoring this rule on the floor. Please follow the rule. This is the rule. And she goes, and just for your own safety, everybody keep your mask on. Like, you don't care about anybody's safety. (laughs) And you just told me it was... It doesn't protect the wearer. It only protects everyone else in the room. And you finished your clause by saying, for your own safety, please wear your mask. <laughs> like, which one is it? Does it protect the wearer or does it not? I still am going in circles over that. Yeah. I wonder if she's going to wear it back to her next salon visit. Right. Yeah. Well, now that she knows the, the tape recorder is running, she probably will. Right. Uh, yeah, Jennifer's- now she knows she can easily be set up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she was set up. Yeah. Uh, do we know when we will learn the final decision of the Georgia runoff? My understanding is that uh, the uh, yeah the uh, the spawn of Satan pastor who ran, he won, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. That that uh, whatever his name was, I can't remember his name, but the the guy that was the pastor that is pure evil, he ran. Uh, it says, I don't have cable anymore. So hard for me to keep up. That's why I watch this show. Well, let's dig in for Miss Jennifer. I think she deserves that. Let's find out news on the Georgia runoff election. What do you say? You yeah, guys- they called it today about two o'clock this afternoon, Arizona time. For both Democrats, both the- right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, and I sat and watched the video of the literally 35,000 votes. It went from like 97 to 98%, and the Republican mm-hmm. lost 35,000 votes right there yeah. on live TV. You would yeah. have thought they would have changed the algorithm at least a little bit. From what I heard, it matched the algorithm they used in the presidential election exactly. Interesting. 
Well, it worked so well for them. Right? (laughs) Why change it? And nobody's going to ever investigate it. So, I mean, we need to reprogram. Oh, there we go. I'm going to go to the Washington Post. That's my go-to for news. Uh, Democrats win control of U.S. Senate as Ossoff defeats Purdue. Man, and I thought mm-hmm. everybody liked the Purdue guy. I, I thought, you know, you know, the chicken guy. He makes good chicken. Democrats won control of the U.S. Senate with victories in Georgia's two runoff elections. John Ossoff defeated David Purdue, whose Senate term lapsed Sunday, and Raphael Warnock. That's the guy. Yeah. The Antichrist himself won his race against Republican Senator Kelly Loeffler, or Liffler, Laffler, whatever her name is. So there you right. go. Yeah. So, I knew that Loeffler was, you know, I was always worried about Loeffler. Um, I think she was the one that was an appointee and not elected to the office. And it was really kind of flip-flop um, during her during her votes and everything else like that. But I didn't see both seats going Democrat. I, I really didn't. Yeah, I didn't either. So I'm going to put this guy, okay, this is this is Warnock, okay? Have you ever watched the show, uh, Larry, Larry David's show, Curb no. Your Enthusiasm? Oh, no. <laughs> I've heard about it, never watched oh, it. Oh, it's a class act. But this guy looks exactly like the guy from, from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Whoops, let's do this one. That looks better. There we go. That's the guy. That's the winner. That is the guy that uh, beats his wife. Yep. Just so you know. So the, the other Democrat that's in the Senate that beats his wife, now he's not by himself. They can maybe, you know, they can maybe put together a, uh, I don't know, what, what are those called? That The little groups within the Senate. <clears throat> I don't know. The coalition, not the coalition. What are they called? A little caucus. A caucus. caucus. Yeah, a beat my wife caucus. And this guy can <laughs> head it up. Yeah. So there you go. Anyway, uh, yeah, this guy, this is the one that was uh, running against Loeffler, right? Yes, that's him. Yeah. Yeah. So this guy was so bad. CNN actually called him out because Loeffler took a uh, photo during one of her rallies and somebody got a hold of the photo. Turns out that this uh, one person in the photo was having to belong to the KKK. Okay. Yeah, that's bad. But how the hell is she supposed to know it? This guy goes out on campaign saying that she consistently campaigns with KKK people. She's in the KKK. She supports the KKK. Even CNN called him out on that. Whoa. Look, you can't say that off this one photo. Even CNN calls him out on it. That's exactly right, Jennifer. Basically, Dems have, not basically, they have full control. The only thing we have left is, is the judiciary. Yeah, the Supreme Court, which I think, I told you already, I think they made a deal. I think they made a deal with Biden to not pack the Supreme Court, and that is why they didn't hear the Texas case. Nothing else makes sense. So, well, guys, it's 930. I'm going to let you go. We both, everyone's got to work here, right, in the morning? Right uh, and early. People that are watching this, they got to go to bed. They got to work, too, so... Uh, I appreciate everybody in the chat room. That's Jennifer. She's awesome. She's the owner of the uh, Grayfeather Farm. We got Katie Nussbaum in the house, and uh, she loves the background. Well, we love your products. So there, take that. <laughs> she owns Nut Tree Designs Company. So she was here. George Guzman, he's a good friend of mine from down in Texas. 
Uh, we got the Warrior, Martinez, and uh, so many other people that were in the room. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. Oh, um, this gentleman, too, from Israel. How about that? So we're international people. International. There you go. Yeah. And can I just say yes, thank please. you to Jennifer because I live in Arizona, the driest place on earth right now. Yeah. And my knuckles have been cracked for so long, and it only took one application of that. Crack attack. Called? Yes, crack attack. And it oh. has been so much better. See that? It's there every now and then you find one of those things that actually penetrates and fixes the dryness. That's one of them. That's right. Actually, uh, I can get into that because that's emu oil. And emu oil is the only oil that actually penetrates all layers of your skin. Did you know that? Interesting. Yeah. See yeah, that, Jennifer? She says, awesome. Yep. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, it's 630 in the morning out there in Israel. Uh, we could check out the weather. Let's see what the weather's like in Israel. Just in case uh, he needs to know before he goes to work. Uh, right now in Tel Aviv, Yafo, Israel, uh, it's Thursday at 6 a.m., clear with periodic clouds. It's currently 57 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, we've got a 1% chance of precipitation. The humidity is at 74%, wind at one mile per hour. 74%. Make sure you get in the traffic report, too. Make sure you get to work safe. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> hey, anyway, uh, Tom, thanks for being here, buddy. We'll see you uh, next Wednesday if you can make it or anytime you want to be on a show. Same with you. You can be on a show anytime. Uh, it's, it's always a pleasure. I'm having fun. So, yeah, yeah anytime, right. anytime. Yeah, we appreciate your input. And uh, as always, thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. And uh, until next week, uh, we'll let it go. But until next week, you guys uh, take care. And <laughs> Herzl says, good to know. That's right. It's just it's a beautiful day in Israel. It really is. I mean, your weather's almost identical to Mesa. So there you go. I don't know. Minus what the humidity. It, minus the humidity. Yeah. Yeah. They're closer to the ocean over there right. or the bay or whatever it is. <clears throat> All right. Well, I got to end the show. Tom, thanks for being here, buddy. And uh, until next week or until the next time I whatever I'm doing here vodcasting streaming take care drop me a note try to give me a more than an hour's notice like you did on Sunday (laughs) (laughs) I know know. it looked like you were working on your car or something I'm just I'm just kidding all right guys I'm ending the show you guys take care God bless until next time be safe out there and don't storm the Capitol (laughs) God bless. All right. Take care.